There's obviously so many risks with setting up a new business, but if you don't get excited and turned on by that, then you're not doing it. You know, and I am excited and turned on by that. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Ask William and Friends. This month we are celebrating food and drink. Our grand city of Oxford is blessed with so many beautiful independent restaurants. Talented chefs and top-class entrepreneurs help define Oxford's character. They place it on the map for many visitors from around the world and extend a warm welcome to the locals and tourists alike. So it gives me huge pleasure to introduce my fabulous guest for this month's podcast, Mr. Ross Drummond. Ross is the owner of Number One Ship Street, also the winner for the second time of the Oxford Annual Best Restaurant Awards. In the podcast, we'll be touching on parties, policies and the perfect seafood platter. And as Ross gears up to open his second star-studded venue, we talk about what it takes to stay on top in the ever-demanding world of food and drink. So Ross, thank you so much for uh, coming to the Ask William and Friends podcast today. Pleasure, lovely to be here. We are celebrating the food and drink edition for the month, so we'll be talking uh, about the food and drink element. Equally, I can't think of anyone nicer to have on the show than my very good friend, Mr Drummond. I'm really happy to be here, thank you for having me. And I can tell you all that we are actually sat here at two o'clock in the afternoon having a little little tipple, Um, so we'll just (laughs) chin to that. Cheers. Well, obviously you're a partner and a massive supporter of Ask William. You know, wouldn't be here today without that initial support when we started our business a year and a half ago. So I absolutely, you know, I can't believe it's been a year and a half. Well, I know, just actually, just slightly over, but uh, touch wood, mate, continue. Exactly, exactly. But I think number one, Ship Street, you know, as much as we have many partners across the city, we always like to have a variety. So we obviously work with a selection of restaurants across the city and we like to have many many varieties to be able to showcase to the tourism and travel and also our private clients that come to Oxford. Now with number one Ship Street for me it's completely unique to any of the other restaurants that I come across or work with in the city. From arriving with that lovely deep purple on the front you walk in the low lighting beautiful uh, brass tables you as a host or Alexa welcoming the people in it's a really really enjoyable experience that can go on for hours and hours. Experience is the key word in that, uh, those kind of words, uh, because when you're creating a restaurant or a pub or a bar or something, in my head, mm. what you're trying to do is create a particular experience for somebody. And so that, all those things you mentioned, the music, the lighting, the food, the ambience, the design, the service, they all go in to make the one experience for people and hopefully um, that's where we deliver because the majority of the time we get, you can't please everybody all the time, but the majority of the time we get that. As a package, we get that right. Mm. Well, there's nowhere in the whole of Oxford to get a surf and turf quite like yours. No, there's not. And there's no one stupid enough to put that on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> but also for a lobster, I mean, you're the only place. So FYI people, this is the place to get lobster, oysters especially, and a fantastic rib of beef, is it? Yeah, it is. The, the, the seafood and the shellfish... Ship Street is phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah. we have got uh, there's couriers that bring it up overnight, so it can be some of it can be out the out the boat in the morning and can be with me by lunchtime. Mm. So um, the the quality is very very good. Here 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 here. 
So I think for the listeners, I've, I've obviously mentioned I've known Ross for quite some years and he's a very good friend of mine. And I think if we go back to where it first started, you were working with Inside Other Businesses and I'd attended a few events. Um, I think we, uh, it was the outside concerts uh, back in oh, the Crazy Bear. Crazy Bear days, yeah. Yeah, so they were fab. Those um, Crazy Bear was a fab uh, business concept, everything to do with that, fabulous design. Owners, I guess, iconic in the industry. So the Crazy Bear in uh, Stadhampton, which is just outside Oxford, yes, is yeah, um, yeah I, great venue. Number of venues in London and in Beaconsfield as well for them. But the the, the Stadhampton one that I was looking after for about five five years was um, was was really special. And the music festivals that you attended, you know, there was people playing there like JLS. They had their last concert. Their sister Sledge. Boy George, Michael Mechanics. There's some big bands that played there. Well, I was there for the uh, Sister Sledge. Yeah, that was a good year. That, that was, was a very good year. And I was with uh, Lady Lefebvre. Okay. <laughs> and I remember, we was only talking about it yesterday. So uh, we'd obviously turned up and uh, opted in for the whole like yeah. VIP buffet and food. Anyway, we were so excited we couldn't eat anything. Um, so we ended up heading straight down to the old sta- uh, stage area. Enjoy you know, in her wild dancing, uh, you know, uh, style of, of carnage, uh, ended up backslapping this woman on a, a chair who ended up, you know, going over. And I think at the time, <laughs> the song that was playing was We Are Family. Is that yeah. Sister Sledge? Yeah, is yeah, it? it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, this lady definitely wasn't part of our family at this stage. No. You know, we were at Lockerheads, but... It's uh, a great characters there. Some yeah. fab characters. Yeah. And it was, all, uh, it was all ended by us. I remember I'd left a wallet in a bathroom and then doing um, angels in the car park waiting for a taxi at three in the morning. Yeah, it was great. Actually, the one the, the following day after that, because that's, I mean, there was five or, somewhere between five and 10,000 people went to that. Mm. It's quite a big event. Yeah, yeah. And the, after it's all gone, it takes days and days and days and weeks of planning. And uh, it's all over at the end of the day. And then the following day, actually, which was probably a bank holiday Monday or something, it was a nice vibe the next day. And I was on the terrace outside the back of the, the main area. And you were seeing people getting up for the night before and how they were feeling and stuff. And it was so... Uh, that that Just that space with the the lake bit and the pond and the terrace and the garden. It's just a really cool, cool yeah, yeah. spot. Yeah. No, it is nice. And uh, Mama, the chef, was a legend in, in the Thai side yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was, yeah. This conversation with Ross about the importance of providing a holistic experience harkens back to my Sun for New voyage in Greece last summer. Talk about a company that really understands how to curate an end-to-end experience. Even before we departed, I felt cared for. From the little pre-voyage gifts, the complimentary hotel stay before we departed, to the swag bag that was waiting in my bedroom as I arrived. Then once we started the voyage, the levels of service, the food, the fun, and especially the 24-hour bar, they catered to my every need. I absolutely loved it. They were always several steps ahead of us anticipating our needs and creating the perfect experience. That's one of the joys of being a concierge, to help people find the perfect experience to fit their needs. And I trust Sunfun You to take care of any of my VIP clients. I promise they'll take care of you. We've gone through the last few years of uncertainty, especially with COVID. Mm-hmm. 
There was the government scheme that came in, which was the eat out to help out. Yeah. And I remember um, when I was working back in hotels, there was a massive uh, ethos on tables, but there were also socially distanced tables. Yeah. Did it help? Did it help the business when it sort of reopened up before it closed down again? Did the social distance tables help? No, the eat out to help out. It, no, it did, definitely did. I can't remember exactly what it was. Ten pounds? Was it, it? Yeah, it was, off? yeah, it was ten pounds off. So for me, in some places, that gave you your lunch, you know. But in my place, it was uh, it was money off the bill essentially, and I, and it was limited. Um, you have to excuse me I can't remember what days of the week it was it was limited to some of the days of the week mm. and I think at the time I wasn't open on the Monday I didn't reopen but as a as a, a vehicle to get people back out and into restaurants it was a really good it, yeah it was mechanism. really good yeah I think the government got a load of stick and they always get a load of stick because they behave so badly <laughs> most of the time but there's a few things that they've done that it, it would be a far worse place if they're the furlough scheme Saving everybody's wages, you know. Yeah. If it had been down left down to me, everyone would have been fired as yeah. soon as we got locked down because you couldn't afford to pay them. But giving people eighty percent of the money from that March, especially when it was twenty five degrees outside, and they could go and lie in the park and drink beer. Yeah, yeah. That was which we'll probably deal. never have. That'll never happen never again. Never again. So, no. uh, you know, for people that are listening that are here, uh, you should enjoy it. It was good that that and the youth had to help out. They did lots of good things as well as all the parties and the bad decisions they made they, yeah. they did lots of good things for business as well I mean hopefully that is the end of it now and it's all about the future we're seeing that tourism and travel is really opening up again um, obviously recently they, they dropped all of the restrictions coming into the, the UK as of some other countries including Iceland and, and other ones uh, as such um, you can see people coming back you can yeah. <clears throat> but what do you feel um, obviously there was the well not very well planned Brexit deal uh, is the way that I should say and we obviously we support decisions from the government and also not other decisions yeah. and I think hospitality in general I think we've seen where that didn't probably go as well as it should have done well, we're a million people short in the workforce and that's part of that you know? yeah. part of it also is um, the pandemic and people just deciding that they were only here for a number of years and that was going to force their hand and they had to go home early you know but that's but um yeah, I mean it's um it's been a difficult difficult time. Yeah, yeah. I think um I think no undoubtedly for everyone it's been a difficult few years, you know. Mentally, mental health obviously is massive the world over now, you know, there's people a bit more in touch with what's going on and people are a bit more willing to share how they're actually feeling and stuff. And things like the pandemic when you're stuck at home or stuck on your own or can't visit people and that's been no good for that. I mean, that's been a difficult... That's the real tough time. It's not very well having a business and being suffered, you know, suffering, not being able to take any money and whatever. But in, in the grand scheme of things, that's not as important as, as, as people's health. And um, over the last couple of years, there's far... There's a, a great number of people that have got themselves into into real difficulties. And hopefully, you know, now things open up and people can get around a bit more and... And this, hopefully the government do provide a bit more support and a bit of help for mm. these people. Because mm. um, you've only got to go into Oxford and uh, and see, like every other cities in, in Britain, you know, that there's retails taking a hammering, everyone's on Amazon. Maybe the government and local authorities, the university in Oxford's case, maybe they should, you know, give people a bit of help with rent and stuff and try and take a punt on some, some younger 
um, people with some ideas about how to do things rather than being stuck in the same old ways? Well, I mean, you know, recently I've, I very rarely go into Oxford now, only because of the restrictions that have come in. You've got the low emissions now, you've got the congestion coming in, you know, it's going to cost a fortune just to get to the Westgate. But, you know, the high street, you know, it's very derelict. And I think that they, they need to be re-looking at opportunities to be able to get people in there you know and support them for small businesses yeah. uh, rather than having it empty you know you want to showcase this city to everyone that's coming in um, but people aren't going to come just for a, an empty street on the high street no you know? no I mean we're lucky in Oxford it's, I mean it isn't typical of the rest of Britain you no. know we are, that's why the tourism is good mm. that's why the hotels are all full that's why my restaurant and other restaurants are busy it's because it's a you know, if you're visiting England and you're looking for cities to come to, you know, you could do a far, far worse than, than come and visit Oxford because it's, it's small, it's safe, mm. you know, it's old, it's got loads of history, the university is fabulous. So you've got to give people that are within that city the opportunity to help it grow mm, exactly. and to encourage new businesses and stuff. And maybe, maybe not enough of that is done mm. at the moment. But in Oxford in general... We do all right. Yeah, we do all right. We, we do, do all right. right. Yeah. And surrounded by green space, um, if you listen to the last podcast with uh, uh, Dr. Chris Thorogood from the Botanic Gardens, you know, we're so fortunate, especially for mental health wise, you can go anywhere around this area and, and have a bit of time to yourself. And yeah, it's, it's fab. fabulous. Yeah, it is. You've only got five minutes at the city centre and you're in, you know, Port Meadow. I went to Warwick Races yesterday on the train. And I just sat on the train as I was coming out of Oxford, and literally within three minutes, you're out, you're out of Oxford. Yeah, it's fab, absolutely fab. And how are you full staffing? I mean, you've got a, a really long I'm, team. You, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm. In fact, I'm just opening up somewhere else because um, one of the reasons you know you, you always wonder whether you're going to do something else is it the right time, is it not the right time? But everybody I know in the industry's got no staff, and they're all struggling, um, or the majority of people are. And I'm lucky enough to have enough mm-hmm. to then to think about doing the second one and I thought well if everyone else is struggling and I've got that then that's as good a omen as any just to to take the plunge again and can you tell us anything about the new place yeah I'm just I'm in next week um it opened up next month it's in Hambledon Valley in a place called Fingist which is called the Checkers it's got a fab garden it's the Hambledon Valley between Henley and Marlow is it's beautiful absolutely beautiful mm. yeah there's not there's not very many pubs that look like this. And when I'm finished with it, it'll be <laughs> Well, did you style number one? Yes. Yeah, so if that's anything to go off, you're in for a real treat, people. Yeah, it'll be good. It's got so much land, there's so much opportunity there. And it is... Um, the first time you go there, you'll, you'll fall in love with it. it the Checkers at Fingist has been on uh, Midsummer Murders numerous times. And the whole valley is... Is, is used for filming all the time. In Turville, the village next door, um, you've got the Vicar of Dibley's house wow. is there, and then the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang windmills up on the hill. I mean, it's picturesque. Oh, God, people are going to love that. Yeah. Tom Jones comes in mm. under his original name of Leslie Woodward. He's a customer, so if you get a booking for Leslie Woodward, the, funnily enough, actually, the, the daughter of my current next-door neighbour used to work there a couple of years wow. ago. Wow. And she said, uh, if you get a booking for Leslie Woodward, that's Tom Jones. But there's um, one of the dragons from Dragon's Den lives across the road. There's a very big music producer that just lives just across the road. He looks after Adele and Stormzy and all these people. So you're really looking forward to this new I just can't wait to get in there, yeah. I can't <laughs> Me wait. too. It is just, it is, 
there's obviously so many risks with setting up a new business, but if you don't get excited and turned on by that, then mm. you're not doing yeah. it. You know, and I am excited mm. and turned on by that. But there's, it's got the, the raw materials of a very, very good place. Mm. Just needs mm. pushing in the right yeah. direction. And with you, I'm sure it will be achieved, mm. Ross. Mm. Just touching on that, you know, hospitality can't be just taught to people. You either have the passion that burns with inside, you grab it with both hands and, as you've mentioned, run with it. Um, you can't which, bullshit it. No, exactly, exactly. You know, I was having a, I've just been over there interviewing a younger girl this morning and I said to her, you know, she said, what, what are you looking for? I'm like, I'm looking for somebody that projects, that smiles, that, you know, can be friendly, that's polite, that cares about, actually cares about whether people have a good mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. you know. Enhanced experience. Yeah. Yeah, and what kind of uh, food and beverages is it going to be offered? Is it going to be pub style? Obviously, smart um, pub. Yeah, smart pub. Yeah, fish and chips you'll get in a burger, you'll get yeah, yeah. and pies in the winter and stuff. But you'll still be able to get a dozen oysters on the rocks, and you'll be you'll still be able to get, you know, some nice cocktails. You'll still be able to get a rib of beef. Yeah, yeah. There'll be loads of fresh fish still. I mean, on to that that point. So following Brexit. Some of the real positive things for me was, you know, trying to use as much local as possible because of supplies. And even now, following what's going on uh, across the pond, you know, supplies are sort of reduced down from yeah. Europe. You know, farm to play and sustainability is a big thing on your agenda as well, is it? Big thing, yeah. If yeah. I can, I mean, we are, I guess you can describe us as the style of food as being contemporary British. Obviously, lots of twists, French, bit of Italian influence yeah. somewhere. But it's contemporary British. So we use contemporary... We use British food, yeah. you know? So we use what's in season, what's Amazing. on the doorstep, you know, yeah. as much as we possibly can. Being in Oxford, sort of an hour in any direction from the sea means that we have to get to get the seafood up. We need to make arrangements, but it's not that far away. You know, we're only a little island. Yeah, yeah. And we use as much local stuff as we can. You know, we were just talking about asparagus as being one of our favourite things mm. in the throughout the seasons, and it is just absolutely fab. A fresh strawberry, yeah. you know, in the end of July is yeah. just fab. I mean, Oxford's got loads of places to pick it yourself as well haven't it yeah you know, so you can right farm yeah so we always stand we always um champion small local producers of top quality produce yeah yeah so that's part of setting the new place up as well as there's a farm just three miles down the road that supply to only three or four chefs but mm. top top chefs mm, mm. and they vet you whether they're going to sell you their beef mm. but the beef there i got a couple of samples last week delicious absolutely the best mm. thing you've ever tasted yeah yeah I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, there's some. There are. We're very lucky that, you know, Britain and England. It's everything's so close that you haven't got to go very far, mm. and you've got a handful of really top quality producers. I mean, when I work with clients or even people visiting, you know, I think it's so nice. My job is to showcase what the area's got to offer, and yeah. so I'd like to be able to give them options, as we've said, including yourselves. But I think it's so important that a restaurant and a menu, you know, the contents that goes on that plate tells a story. You know, it's an experience. The moment you sit down, the moment the napkin's broken, it is that experience, as you mentioned in the beginning. You yeah. know, and if you can read that from a menu, as you've mentioned, local produce, everything has something to say about it, you know? I think quite often I hear in the restaurant, which is a lovely thing to hear, is people will sit down and look at the menu and you'll go over and say hello and ask if they like a drink and they, they, what they always say is, I can't choose from this menu because mm, I want all of it. All of it, yeah. And that's always lovely to hear. And just on that, Devil's Kidneys on the menu at number one Ship Street are epic. They come on, yeah, they come on every sort of autumn time for a bit. And it's, you, 
you could leave them on forever and they'd sell forever, but you've just got to take them off. They're, so, them a bit of a rest they're so warm and inviting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the key to success and the business, Ross? Is it best to be consistent or are there new ways of evolving to be able to target audiences now or customers? In my opinion, when you walk into somewhere, into a business, any business really is, you should... If you're using them all the time, you should be able to walk in and see a bit of a change, see a bit of evolution, yeah. something different, just to keep people interested in what you're doing. Because if you don't do that, you've got a shelf life then. Um, and uh, so I always tweak things, a little bit of seating there, a little fresh yeah, colour yeah. there, a little, you know, little just change the way things are laid out maybe, mm. just to keep things fresh. Because mm. without that... Well, it's too you, easy to... If you get stuck in the rut of not changing, yeah. then quite quickly you get old-fashioned. Well, your specials board is updated yeah. daily. Every and day, it's yeah. Absolutely. You know, you go in there, you've got your normal menu, which sells it to, to every single customer. But actually, the majority of time, that special experience starts from the moment you sit down and actually see what the chef's prepared on the specials that day because he gets some really good, interesting dishes on that. Absolutely, yeah. And we use that... You know, the chefs use that... To, show their sort of creativity off mm. you know a couple of younger guys in the kitchen that are one of them certainly is of a michelin uh, level yeah and he'll buy in all sorts of different produce that you might not necessarily use like gull eggs mm. or you know we got spot this really nice spider crab in this morning that i think you'd get on if you went on our social media today oh nice um but and then that's where they can sort of be creative try things out for menus Champion what's banging season. Mm. It's important, yeah. yeah definitely. For, for a chef's point of view as well. Yeah. They need to be cooking different things, otherwise, again, they get bored. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, following on from all of this, for me, again, can't speak highly enough of this place, but you also won an award recently, and it's not just this year you've won it. Well, yeah, we've, we've, we've retained it. So, yeah, Oxfordshire's best restaurant. Amazing! Congratulations! So, yeah, it's yeah it's really, really didn't expect to win this year actually, but we we won in twenty twenty. Then there was not there wasn't a ceremony in twenty one, obviously with what was going on, and then we retained it this year in twenty two again. Yeah, Congratulations. Which is, yeah, no, fabulous, and it's <clears> nice. You know, Raymond Blanc, who's there at the awards, who's presenting it to you, is um, obviously a legend in our industry, and I'm lucky enough to have met him. Yeah. a few times now and well he came to the opening as well he, was he a did yeah. Wasn't he? yeah yeah he did he told everyone not to let him, anyone know that he was coming because he <laughs> he had a brass through the other end of town but yeah he did, but he said well he i remember putting him in a taxi with his uh, <laughs> his partner at early hours of the morning i think but uh, yeah yeah he's a great he is as you know there's very few when you're the boss of the business and you're running it no one ever really taps on the shoulder and says well done mm. you know it's just lonely you know but when you're going to things like that and you get people like that that make a point of coming up to you and saying, well done, mm. you know, that almost makes you cry. Oh, no, completely. And he is an absolutely lovely good chap. He's a, he's a great guy. A real character. Yeah, he's a great guy. A real and he's also just retained his second mission star for about 36 years or something in a row. Which he's, is honestly, I mean, Le Manoir Absolutely is, incredible, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's not included in the Best Restaurant Awards. It's not allowed, <laughs> it's not allowed to be. It's not allowed to be. No. That's why he has to give it out. But um, it is, yeah, he's, I mean, great chap. Lucky to have him. Very much locally, so. You know. Very much so. What are your thoughts on Lee Anderson, the uh, Conservative MP's comments last week regarding the main problem is that people don't know how to cook. 
He said that poverty isn't the issue. The issue is actually that everyone should be able to cook a meal, a nourishing meal, for 30 pence. I think that's absolutely and utterly absurd. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't doubt that lots of people don't know how to cook because they haven't been given those skills growing up. But for 30 pence and for Conservative MPs to be um, saying things like that is just, it's, it really just sums things up actually in the Conservative Party at the moment. They're so out of touch yeah. with what is going on in the real world. Yeah. If, if they're not watching pornography via tractor sites in the House of Commons in front of their female colleagues, they're, you know, they're partying when we're supposed to be locked down, you know? And I mean, it's just absurd. The whole thing's absurd. But, I mean, whoever that chap is, yes, he should uh, he should bring out a, a cookery book to teach people how to cook meals for 30p. It'd be a bestseller, I reckon. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Let's pair him up with Jamie Oliver, who always has some really good, uh, interesting recipes for small budgets. I can't even imagine what you'd begin to, to do for 30p. Well, you'd probably be able to get the trimming ends of your... <laughs> You know, green beans and turn it into a What's he gonna do? cup of tea. Ridiculous. Absolutely uh, ridiculous. Well, let's uh, give your uh, chef at the uh, restaurant the challenge as well. Yes, just to see what he can yeah. make from it. So, Ross, thank you so much uh, for taking part in the food and drink edition of the Ask William and Friends podcast. My pleasure. I'm really looking forward to spending Sunday with you guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you for always inviting me uh, for a Sunday lunch with the family and the kids. And, uh, yeah... May long the future be great for us both and thank you so, so much for all the support you've given me My over pleasure. the years. My pleasure. No, absolute pleasure to be here. Um, it's been great fun and um, when the new place is open, you can come and help us. Cheers to that. Cheers. Thank you all so much for listening to our fifth podcast of Ask William and Friends. It was so much fun recording it with a fantastic Ross Drummond. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Please do let me know your thoughts and subscribe to our series. Feel free to share with everyone because why wouldn't you? Our next episode is to celebrate the great outdoors and it will feature yet again another fantastic guest. I'm excited to think that you will be with us, so please, please, please stay tuned. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again. Bye.